Welcome to the latest episode of our Sales Performance Radio podcast. I'm Michelle Richardson, Vice President of Sales Performance Research here at the Brooks Group. And I am Tony Smith, Director of Sales Strategy Consulting here at the Brooks Group. Today, we are going to talk about how to become a trusted advisor. And I know this is a topic that we hear a lot about from clients. How can they get their sales teams to to elevate their positioning, to be seen more as that strategic resource and trusted advisor? So we're going to dig in today on how to make that happen. Well, thank you, Michelle. This is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because when I get a chance to work with many different sales teams across many different organizations and industries, there's always the optimizer seller that we had mentioned about in a previous podcast that becomes that trusted advisor and is really the top performers in those organizations. And it's because they do so many different things with their customers that send the message, I am a true resource for you. We're going to be a partner and I'm going to help you in your business. And there's a term here that really is critical to becoming a trusted advisor. And that is moving between just being a value communicator to becoming a value creator. And what these folks do is they're always thinking in terms of how is what I'm doing creating value for my customers, my prospects, and my market, not just going out there and saying, here's my value. So that's a really interesting concept. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, so when we think in terms of being a value creator, it first starts with empathy. Putting yourself in your customer's shoes and thinking about where they're coming from. And if you do that, you'll be able to expand your horizon and thinking in terms of what's happening in their industry, what are best practices, what are some of the challenges they may be facing, what are other organizations like them doing to respond to those challenges. And there may be challenges that they're addressing that a certain customer may not even be aware of. So when they go and meet with these customers or prospects, they're educating the market on the broader picture. They get involved in industry associations. They don't just go to the meetings, they actually become involved in those associations so that they are on top of the trends, what's happening in the future, any potential issues that may be arising, any regulations that may affect particular businesses. They're doing all the things that send the message I have true business acumen. I'm not just a seller. So you're really saying much bigger picture. We're just not as as sellers learning about our customers, but they need to really understand their customers, customers, the industry as a whole, and just a much broader viewpoint. Yeah, one of the things that they do really well is they think in terms of what is my customer's overall business model? And they think from the standpoint of the external side of their business model. This would be things such as how they generate revenue, any marketing activities that they're doing, their market penetration, uh, you know, what's their position in the marketplace, what are the initiatives that they're putting in place to drive new business. So they think in terms of you know, the external side of their customer, but also the internal side processes that are in place, operational efficiencies, systems that may be being implemented inside that organization. Are there areas where they could improve upon in some of those internal processes? Is their customer innovating? Are they gaining market share? They're thinking in terms of the big picture so that they can have those conversations, share their knowledge with their customer. And sometimes they may not have a solution that addresses an issue with a customer, but they can share some best practices with that customer on, here's some things to think about to address that particular issue or that pain point, and the customer appreciates it. 
We know time and time again, customers have said, we really like it when a seller brings best practices because it gives them a chance to benchmark themselves against others in their industry because they get caught in their own box and they're not always thinking the big picture. And sellers that can bring that to the table become far more of a resource than here's my products or solutions. You know, you and I work with a lot of different sales organizations, and I know, you know, when we share this type of, of information and these concepts, particularly around the business model, it's very eye-opening for organizations. And I know they want their sellers to be doing this, and it's not maybe something that many sellers do. What other ideas can you share in terms of how to become a, a trusted advisor? One of the things you got to start with is how are you currently positioned? What are the words that customers are using to describe you when they introduce you to other people in their organization. And if they are using terms like, you're one of our suppliers, you're a vendor, you're one of our manufacturers, they are telling you that you are being seen just like every other seller out there in the marketplace. But if they're introducing you as a partner, here's one of our resources that really is pivotal to our business, that they're letting you know you've been elevated to that trusted advisor position and you're no longer just a seller. A question I ask a lot of times in our strategic selling program that we offer to clients, when sellers are in there saying, how can I become more of a strategic seller, this trusted advisor, I ask them this question. How many of you have customers that will call you up and ask you your opinion about things that have nothing to do with your products and services? They want to know what you think. And some will raise their hand and say, yeah, I've got customers like that. They're telling you, you've earned that right to be the trusted advisor, and that's how they see you. So there's specific strategies that sellers can put in place to actually elevate their positioning with organizations. Now, keep in mind, you're not going to do this with every customer or every prospect. You have to earn that right over time. But it's the actions that you take, the way that you understand their business, the empathy that you show, and your acumen and the insights that you share that elevate you to that positioning. So you mentioned you take your cues from the customer. They kind of give you the sense of how you're currently positioned. Obviously, it takes some time to get there to elevate that positioning. You mentioned understanding their business as a strategy. What other strategies can we share with our listeners uh, that could help them elevate their sales teams? Well, one of the things is that these folks will go out there and really take the mindset of, I've got to stay on top of everything that's happening and be a constant learner. So they're always learning, always investing and developing themselves, their knowledge, their expertise, so that they can convey that knowledge and expertise in a way that is meaningful and relevant to their customer base. Okay, so um, you also mentioned industry associations, for instance, and you said it's really critical not just to be a member, but to get involved. Can you expand on that a little bit? I'm gonna share a story, one of the gentlemen that I got a chance to know many years ago, about six years ago now, he really had elevated himself into this trusted advisor position with most of his marketplace. And people would call him up that didn't even know him. And they would say, I hear you're the person I need to speak to about this. And he was in the dental world. And what he did is he did not come from some sort of dental background or medical background. He came from more of an IT type background. And he was really good at, you know, creating technology-based tools and resources that would help him on, on the job. But they shared with me that when he first showed up to the job, he spent many hours every night taking the time to read dental journals, study dental procedures, 
all of this knowledge that he was acquiring so that he could have those types of conversations with the dentist and the doctors out there, or even the people that are operating in the practice, various conversations to understand, okay, these are the procedures or processes you have in place here. Have you considered this? And here's some things that might actually elevate and help you grow your practice. And so he took the time to not only read, understand, and learn, and really elevate his knowledge of dentistry, processes and procedures, but he also got involved in study clubs. And these were associations that were in the local areas where doctors would come together and share their challenges. Uh, Maybe they would have a speaker that would come in and educate them on something. And he started positioning himself as a speaker at these study clubs, conveying educational type material where he wasn't trying to sell anything. He was just helping doctors make informed decisions and become educated on maybe things they had not considered in their practice. So really what you're saying is it's kind of combining that um, that continuous learning, that drive for knowledge and, and learning more about not just your products and services, but just the bigger picture as a whole, and then getting involved in organizations, whether it's associations or clubs or, or the like, where your target prospects are. Yes, and also thinking in terms of their messaging. Mm-hmm. So that any message they send, it's a message conveying value are seeking to message in a way that isn't, I'm trying to sell you something. If I can create value or provide you value, I want to do so. If not, that's okay. And one of the things that these trusted advisors really do, and they do it well, because they not only understand the industry and the trends and their customer base, they also understand the other potential solutions these customers may buy or purchase. And sometimes it's from a competitor. And if they recognize during the course of their conversations with someone that the solution from the competitor is better than what they have to offer for those specific needs, they will recommend that solution, which is a real challenge for many sellers to even think like that because they're thinking, oh, I'm recommending a competitor, but they know maybe you don't buy from me today. I gave you a great solution. When you can use what I have to offer, you're going to be thinking about me. Yeah, that's pretty controversial. I mean, I know that um, we in our own business have have done that in the past and, and then typically find that, that customers come back to us. But I would, again, as you said, a little bit of a challenge, a different thought process for, for most salespeople. Yeah, so another thing that these folks do very well is they are very process focused. So when it comes to the conversations between buyers and sellers, they are following a linked sequential sales process so that they're in alignment with how buyers make decisions. And they make sure that they're always using checkpoints or milestones to to make sure that they are in alignment so that they're not getting too far ahead in the process. And one of the things, obviously, we teach here at the Brooks Group is the impact selling process. Well, that's a linked sequential selling system that allows sellers to actually align with their buyer and have better conversations as well so that they are again elevating their positioning. So it sounds like positioning just as a whole and becoming a trusted advisor really is an intentional process. So it's thinking through what you're doing as a seller, how you're interacting with customers just as a whole throughout the entire sales process, but also in terms of the educational aspect of it and providing insights and that sort of thing. Absolutely. And here's just a simple thing that a seller did that really elevated his positioning with one of his customers. He was reading one of the industry journals that he sells into, and he noticed that one of his customers had received an award and was written up in two or three pages in this particular magazine. So what he did was he took it 
he framed it and then he went and actually delivered it to the customer and said, congratulations. Those little extra things that mm -hmm. show I'm paying attention, I care, and I'm thinking about you goes a long way. And no mention of product at all. And no mention of product. Wow. Wow. Well, this has been great. Any other ideas, strategies uh, that you'd like to share? I'm thinking that some of the other things that sellers can do is to sit down with their sales leader and come to that leader with, here's my plan over the next six to 12 months of how I'm going to work my territory or their segment base, because some sellers are uh, segmented out by verticals, et cetera. And these are the strategies I'm thinking about implementing. And here's the data that I've analyzed to, as to why I'm going to implement the strategy and become that partner with your sales leader, because it's very easy sometimes for us to get caught in our own box. And we don't consider things that maybe we should have thought about, but we didn't think about. So when we share that with a sales leader and we're partnering together, they may raise things or issues that we haven't considered. And so now we can adjust accordingly. And we find that these sellers who become trusted advisors and really are the top performers in an organization, this is something that's very natural for them. And while they can be demanding, they really partner with the people inside their organization. And they are also quick to really speak and listen to their colleagues to listen to, oh, you tried something, it worked. How can I incorporate that back into my business practices? So sharing with your leader best practices, getting feedback, and making sure that your sales leader understands what you're doing. I would imagine your sales leader could also help in terms of getting resources within the organization, particularly for marketing support, for instance. So all great information today. This has just been chock full of great ideas. Um, and I am sure that our, our listeners will enjoy trying to put these into practice. Well, it's interesting, Michelle, because one of the tools that we use with our clients is our Brooks Talent Index, which is a personal assessment. And one of the things that we measure in there is the clarity of thought for how people see the world and how they see themselves. And it's an in-depth measurement around their thought processes. And we find with a lot of sellers, there's dimensions that we're measuring, one being understanding others, that's the people dimension, the other being practical thinking, that's getting things done in order to achieve results, and the third being systems judgment, which is the thinking and strategy dimension. We find a lot of sellers are really high in their clarity around understanding others and practical thinking, meaning I relate to people, I am great at building relationships, I'm really good at getting things done, I focus on doing tasks, but it's not always the right task because they're lower in their systems judgment. They overfocus on people and tasks, but not necessarily strategy. And this is what trusted advisors do. They think in terms of strategy. So as a sales leader, if you wanna move more of your people to this area, you oftentimes have to sit down and coach them around that strategy because they'll just go out and do, but it may not be the right things. Excellent, okay. Wow, great ideas. Obviously, uh, folks who want to learn more about that can contact us offline. But I think we'll we'll draw it to an end here. We could talk all day about, about becoming a trusted advisor. I know. There's so much to cover. But for all of our listeners, I want to thank you for listening. And for updates on Sales Performance Radio, follow the Brooks Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for the latest podcast news. Behind the scenes and relevant sales content, you can find us on the web at thebrooksgroup.com.